Hallelujah. So we look at Matthew chapter Matthew chapter 11. Matthew chapter 11. I was watching the the message yesterday it was it was such a powerful time of Bible teaching. Can we thank the man of God for bringing such word? You know, for some strange reason, I just couldn't make church yesterday. You know, I was, the burnout was so, was too much. I couldn't, I just couldn't, you know, it was as though I'd gone to the forest to cut down trees. I was that fatigued. So, I had to take some little rest. And so, I would just add one more um you know dot to what um pastor obi was sharing about um how we shouldn't be was there a title for the message <laughs> uh, uh, stability and how we shouldn't be confused all right matthew chapter 11 let's look at matthew chapter 11 You know, that topic that Pastor Obi looked at is very, very important. Confused. And you know, you can be speaking in tongues and confused and unstable. I have I've gone through my share of confusion, you know, as a younger believer. And um, it's a very, very, very terrible place to be to be confused. And um, I'm not going to repeat some of the powerful thoughts he shared. I'll just add one thing that doesn't even look connected, but is connected to it. Matthew chapter 11, verse, uh, we start from verse, okay, we can start from verse one. Now it came to pass when Jesus finished commanding his disciples, he departed from there to teach and preach. Now, before I even read, let me say this to you about one thing that can deal with confusion and can help you stable. See, because sometimes, many times, the reason we're confused is either because we lack um, um, revelation or information or not that we lack it, we might um, have the wrong one, amen, um, or we can have an inaccurate one, amen, or you can even have the right information, but you have an inaccurate heart. You get my point. So, bad information gets you confused. No information gets you confused. Good information on a bad heart gets you confused. Bad heart, bad information, you are finished. So, those are some, you know, description of how confusion steps in. You know, bad information, no information bad heart, bad heart plus bad information. You get my point now? Um, when the heart is bad, it is more, it is, it is a more, um, it's a more, what word? 
it's a more serious case. But heart is bad is a more is a more serious case. And there are different types of bad hearts also, you know, which I'm not intending to look, you know, to look into. There are levels of bad heart. There's a stubborn heart. There's the insincere heart. There's a spoiled heart. Amen. Praise God. You would think the stubborn is the worst. So, we need to understand how to nip confusion in the, on the board. Because if you can't deal with confusion, you can't work with God. And you can't fulfill his agenda over your life. So, one of the things that stable our hearts, it's a genuine encounter. Encounters are antidotes to, to confusion. But you see, you have an assumption of, you might have an assumption of what I mean by an encounter. You might think if I see an angel... You know, I won't be confused, but sometimes your confusion can, can, can help you see an angel. Yeah. Confusion can birth a vision for you. Yeah. Have you met people who got to them, different people are their wives? In very short period of time. Have you met people with visions that change Every three, three months. The Lord always gives them a fresh vision every three months. And the one he gave them last three months, they haven't done. Have you met such people? Yeah, they are. They are. And I don't, and, uh, and um, you know, and, and, and you can be here like that, you know. And so it's not a funny matter. It's a real matter. You know, when we preach, we're preaching about real things. And we're preaching about real people. And that's why, and that's why, um, um, sarcasm is not a gracious way of having a conversation. Yeah, you have to reduce, you know, sarcast, you know, uh, um, you're, you're being sarcastic when you're having kingdom conversations because sometimes uh, sarcasm can bring shame. Are we together here? Now, so so you need to understand so talking back about encounters understanding encounters experiences that solidify the heart the experience can either repair your heart or the experience can bring the right information to your heart experiences stabilizers but I, be, I, I, I trust God for us that we have experiences from the Lord or from God's people than life experiences. Because life experiences do not assure a second chance. When life teaches you, you are not sure if you have a second chance. But of course, you can be a coach. You know, yeah. That's what happens to life. When you do when, you, when let's say a footballer who, who is not who's not protective of himself. And his coach has been telling him, you don't play like this. You don't play like this. He keeps playing like that. The day they break his leg, even though he has a great talent, he has to start a, coach, a coaching um, club on the street. You turn to a coach. So, so experience, um, experience can be a very, 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 very aggressive teacher. It's not, it's not a gracious teacher. Praise God. And um, 
when the heart is stubborn, most you, you will most likely end with experience as your teacher. That's what happens to a stubborn heart. When God doesn't intend to teach you with, ex, with, with life experiences, you get the point now. That was the condition of the heart of um, that was the experience of that was the condition of the heart of Balaam. Are you together with me? That he had to have a crazy experience of a donkey talking. And that's because of the stubbornness of his heart. And so, so experience, you shouldn't learn primarily through experience. You have too many accidents. Huh? You have too many accidents. You shouldn't learn, and I, and I, feel, I feel led to emphasize that. You shouldn't learn primarily through what? Experience. You shouldn't. You should learn through the word God teaching you or God's uh, people teaching you. Eh? The word of man must be enough for you. Now, that brings me to my point of an encounter. How, what, what's an encounter? You see, An encounter is an encounter because you made it an encounter. That's what I want to teach today on driving out confusion. You have to make an encounter an encounter. You have to label it an encounter. You see, some of us have had encounters, but you didn't name it as an encounter. And because you didn't name it as an encounter... You didn't give it the permission to drive away your confusion. If you, if you had named it an encounter, it would have had the power to drive away your what? Your confusion. And that's why spiritual progress doesn't happen to people who have, who have the virus of being casual. Casual people do not make spiritual progress. Yeah. All this I'm saying, I'm going to be constructive to scripture, but I'm just giving the, the, the basis of it. Spiritual progress doesn't happen to the casual. It happens to the person who knows how to tag a name and label an encounter as an encounter. Because an encounter many times will not scream, I am an encounter. You will be the one to name it an encounter. And a lot of us have been so used to the natural world that we don't know, we only know how to name encounters in the natural. We don't know 
what a spiritual encounter is. For example, all of us never went to a school to learn on how to discern who your father is. You know your father, you know that your father, right? And you, you, he didn't call himself your father. You were the one who called him father. Do you know that? And because you called him father, you put some level of respect. When I do like this, when I do like this, Maverick's brain resets. Anywhere he hears it. Or just like this. If he hears my snap, he's like, what have I done? If he hears it and looks at who did it, and found out that it was not me, the person might be bigger. The person might have gone. But continue what he's doing. Because he did not label that person father. And he's not treating that person as an encounter. And that person cannot take away his confusion. Now, not that that person doesn't have the capacity or the power, but Maverick did not give him the name. So that person can also be an encounter if he was named an encounter. So an encounter is an encounter because you named it an encounter. Praise God. And so, when you look at some of the experiences that Abraham had, after the experiences, he named the experiences. Now, if he didn't name those experiences, they will come and they will go. So, one of the reasons why we experience the level of confusion we experience sometimes is because there are encounters that have come away that have the capacity to take out our confusion, but we don't have the discipline and the knowledge and the wisdom of naming an encounter an encounter. You see, because, because only force can take away confusion, the right type of force, and that's why you need an encounter. You need an appearance. You need an appearance. Are we together here? Now, when you have a soul and a heart that trivializes everything, and, and that, that, that lies to itself that until I'm, I can only flow in an atmosphere of familiarity. You know, sometimes that's a lie your soul tells you to tell your destiny. Where everything has to be casual. Your confusion will remain. You must be able to name things that are not casual. Praise God. When you look at the temple, the temple is filled with different types of vessels. And those vessels are in classes. And there, is, there, is, there are levels of importance attached to each vessel. Are we together, friends? You see, you, you can't by yourself take out confusion. You need an encounter. Now let's read. A 
It came to pass, all right, go to verse 2. I feel cold. Is it cold? It's not, right? It is. Most people say it is. Victor, is it? <laughs> okay, can you, can you like reduce it, please? Are we together? Now, John had heard in prison about the works of Christ. He sent to his disciples and said to him, Are you the coming one or do we look for another? Now, this is meant to be some, you, you can take this as an indictment. Now, let me, before, I, before I come here, let me say this to you that I want you to begin to let go of, of, of being casual. I don't know how to say this because I'm not talking about let go of, of being simple. It should be simple. But you must know how to sanctify things. Sanctify things, sanctify people. Amen. And, 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 and convert things and, and see them the way God will have you see them. Even though you remain simple. Are we together now? Some of you sleep anyhow, for example. You sleep anyhow. In the sense that you don't, you don't put premium on your sleep. You don't know that God can come. You see, one sleep can change your whole life. Some of you go to church. I was telling you the story of Pastor, Pastor Janai were driving and he said that, ah, I think we've come to that church for a size before. And I didn't have to think about it. I said, I've never gone to that church for a size before. And I said, it was a good church, a great church, not because church is bad. I said, every church I've stepped my feet in, I have an encounter there. And I know all the places I've had an encounter all these years I've been working. I said, I can't pass where I've had an encounter. And, and I would know. You know, I remember I said, oh, yes, they canceled that program. I said, I, they canceled it. I, was, I, I, know, I know where I've entered. You see, because when I enter a place, I don't enter casually. I don't enter casually. And I never forget where God visited me. You see, because that is the map of my life. Encounters map my life. I'm waiting. There are things I'm waiting for. There are things I'm waiting for in the next 10 years, in the next 15 years. I've already had the encounter for it. And don't forget, when I'm talking encounter, I'm not only talking spiritual visitations. Do you know your husband is an encounter? So, so you could see these statements like some type of indictment on Jesus' ministry. It says, are you the coming one, John saying this, or do we look for another? Now, nobody likes his ministry criticized. Nobody does like that. Nobody likes that. I remember I had, I had, I had a, a preacher, you know, was talking about another preacher, which the other preacher is myself. And, I, and, the, and the guy was like, because they have a sect that, that I'm not part of that, um, the sect. He said, ah, Zach. Let me say this. Let's have fun. <laughs> let's, let's go. Let's continue. Let's, let's, let's leave cultist. So Jesus answered and said to them, Go and tell John the things which you hear and see. 
the blind see, the lame walk, the lepers are cleansed, and the deaf hear. The dead are raised up, and the poor have the gospel preached to them. And so, this was some type of indictment on, on Jesus. And this was his response. Now, really, it is very painful when, it's, it's very hurtful whenever a preacher is made to feel, to feel less. Yeah, to the flesh. Now, when you're mature, it doesn't make any sense. But not basically speaking, you get it. And, and preachers, we do it a lot in the, in the Bible times and even, and, and even now. You remember Paul was talking about how there was segregation and said there was, say, I'm for Paul. What, what does I'm for Paul mean? The meaning of of Paul is what is what is Apollos preaching? That's one of our beginning. What's Apollos preaching? Apollos was a new creation. In fact, somebody literally said, "I've not entered the New Testament." <laughs> That's what I did want to say. That eventually said, they said "Ah, could you war New Testament into Old Testament?" You know, and the, and the basis for this was that I was not part of or I had pulled out of a network that I had been in like eight years before the person saying this ever joined the network. And, and I was a key, a major son and a bright son of the network. I was, I was a promising son of the network. <laughs> You know, but someone who came many years later, you know, said, you know, that Kotu or New Testament. It was, it was, it was a very funny joke, and it was a sign of the person's lack of of growth, development, maturity, and understanding. I'm attacking the person now. <laughs> <laughs> So, 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 so it's usually a, a tough one sometimes, you know, naturally speaking, when, when, when a ministry is being attacked. But Jesus' response was the fruit of his ministry, which is how you should respond. Respond with fruit. Now, now don't let criticism be your motivation for fruit. You see, because that's bad energy. You, you have nobody to prove anything See, friends, life is easy. I'm t- you see, life is simple. I tell you the truth. You see, but the fruit is going to speak for you. Are we here, friends? Yes, sir. Are you listening to me? Can I preach to you? Yes, sir. All right. I, I love preaching to you. I, I enjoy it. You love listening to? All right, good. So the blind see, the limb walk, the lepers are cleansed, the deaf hear, the dead are raised up and the poor have the gospel preached to them. Now, this is the peculiarity of Jesus' you know, ministry. Amen. And um, you know, he said there was a time he quoted from Isaiah and said, the spirit of the Lord has come upon me. And this was some of the context of what the spirit of God has come upon him to do. Are you with me? And then he began to speak and talk about the reason why the spirit is upon me is already manifesting. You get my point now? Now let's keep reading. I'm blessed to see who is not offended because of me. 
as they departed, Jesus began to say to the multitudes concerning John. Now, this is my point. Now, it was John who brought the indictment. Jesus responded by recounting his fruit. Then he now faced John. He faced the multitude and is now talking about John. Now, naturally speaking, we have the tendency of dealing and hacking down anybody just like I did. You get the point? Who speaks against your ministry? So, you would have expected that Jesus was now going to deal with John. But that was not the case. He's mature. He's not like me. You get my point. What did you go out into the wilderness to see? That's the question of an encounter. That's the question of an encounter. You see, now I'm going to describe John. And before I describe John... I'll ask you, what did you go see? That whether, the, whether who John is, is going to be relevant in your life or not, is how you went out. That the strength of John's ministry in your life is not inched on how strong John is. It's inched on your sight. Did you turn John to an encounter? Now, friends... Isn't it amazing and, and, and worthy of note that the two greatest human beings ever on earth were on earth at the same time? And yet, people missed them. John and Jesus, the same generation. John and Jesus were on earth at the same time. They were age group, age mates. How do you have John, who is the greatest of all prophets? And at the same time, you have Jesus Christ, the son of the living God. Those two prophets at the same time, the same space, the same period. And there was not necessarily a crazy revival. you have John and Jesus and Jerusalem did not shake Jerusalem did not burn because it's not about John and Jesus it's about whether you made John and Jesus an encounter because go check who saw John and Jesus as an encounter check their lives we see the effect of, 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 of John and Jesus in their lives. So it's not enough for a man to carry. The question is, do you, do you see it? If you don't see it, your confusion remains. Go, go, check, go check your greatest times. There was somebody you saw rightly. All your greatest, there was somebody you saw rightly. There was somebody, and go, go, go check all your useless times. You didn't see people. You only saw yourself. The, the mirror was your best friend. You're just looking at yourself. Am I not great? Am I not awesome? Am I not amazing? Until you found out you're not. And all the times you had stability, 
was that you turn somebody to an encounter. All the times. So stability is not always with us. It's with how we see others. What do you go? What did you go out into the wilderness to see? A reed shaken by the wind? So there's a possibility that you're seeing John, but you see Sissy. You just see all these, all these boys say, we just, we just, he made the work, he just did for wilderness. What did you go out to see? A man clothed in soft garments? Indeed, those who wear soft clothing are in kings' houses. That is some serious, strange use of words. Because he's talking about value. He's talking about the value of John. And he's saying, did you go and see a man who was soft garment? And he said, those who wear soft garments and king's houses. So it means that the value of John self is even higher than anyone in a king's house. So even if you saw John as somebody who's a king and all of that, who's, who's from a royal, you know, you, it's still not an encounter. Are you with me? And the flip side is this, that if you are not seeing somebody in king's houses or having the natural paraphernalia, you have the tendency of not making them an encounter because they don't fit. You know how many people who have fathers in the Lord are still looking for? Because the one they have, the one God gave them just doesn't... It's not on TV. It's not on TV. It's not on TV. Some is also have money. Some is also have You know, many sons in the ministry who want fathers who can give them connection, platform. Yeah, there are many strange things happening in this. So for some people are engaging fathers. Ah, man, he opened that door for me. Very, I'm telling you the truth. Very strange languages. And there's nothing wrong in, in, in the spiritual father doing that. But how, how do you want, how can that be what you want? In fact, the first time my father mentioned something like that to me, I was very shocked that this is it possible. I came back from South Africa and I told him, that day I was in South Africa. He said, why didn't you tell me now? All my friends there, that would have told them, so you just be preaching on that outside. It was strange to me. It was very strange to me. So my son is around. So, ah, yes, sir, yes, sir. He's, he's, he's inviting me. I say, I'm the son of my father. <laughs> I went to relax for five days. I was in Radisi Blue, enjoying my life. I would just go to Stupid Coffee Hotel, go out, hold my phone very well, so just come and shoot you. <laughs> I'm telling you, every day I just go out to enjoy. That's the plan. I go out to enjoy. I go out to enjoy. And I come back. I go out to enjoy. I come back. Even my friend who, have, who would have me preach, I wasn't expecting him to have me preach. 
By the time you don't see yourself more than a microphone, wow. you're already dying. Wow. But you can't be a human being. You can't be okay. <laughs> a human being must be a human being. Yes, sir. <laughs> and I'm, I was, I'm shocked finding out that some human beings cannot do it. I'm shocked. I was shocked. It was a, it was a mystery to me. You know, going into the street of our industry and finding out that. <laughs> I'm finding out that human beings cannot be human beings. I'm telling you. Listen, pastors have become the most complicated set of people. Very complicated. Even pastor-pastor relationship, extremely complicated. I'm telling you the truth. That there was a way you called me. When you called me up, there's a way you, I'm telling you. As powerful as anointed pastors are, they can be very, very petty. This thing can make people petty. Yeah. There's a way he called me. There's a way he did this. There's a way he said, he did not follow the protocol. The protocol. There's just, you know, in, in true kingship, there's a lot of simplicity in it. Yeah. You're always simple with something that is truly your own. They borrowed you. That's when your shoulder pad will be, will be, will be high. Are you still here? So sometimes people don't look like what you want them, you know, to look like. Amen. And many times we, we dishonor them. We do not label them rightly because they don't look, you know. And that's why some people try to create that look so that they can get the label. Yeah. You can get the label. I remember, I remember this person who, who, who used to, who was held down by herbalists. You know, she, she was going to a church of an herbalist. And so, the, the, the herbalist got her married to one of his assistants. It was, it, it was a bit messy. And God kind of opened, was, was going to open her eyes and then reached, reached out to me after many years, you know, and um, had to run away, you know, and try to start the life afresh and get, you know, you know get, get herself. But guess what? After this person got stability in, in, um, not up to a year. I didn't see the person again. And the person felt like I wasn't that deep. Now this is the point. The point is that soul liked that first deliverance. Yeah. That first crisis. Liked it. Might not enjoy the fruit eventually. But the soul likes it. You see, because if I had 
acted like a good herbalist. You know, there's, there's, there's black witch, there's white witch. Have you heard of him? You know, when you are put in bondage by black witches, then, then you are delivered by white witches. Now, 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 there's a way I could have structured my ministry that this person would have given me the worship she gave the herbalist. You know, but, but because of, of the simplicity we're engaged with, yeah. she, couldn't, she couldn't engage. The confusion remained yeah. because she didn't know how to label mm. I encounter. Mm. Yeah. Mm. The confusion remained. Yeah. The confusion remained. Because you have an assumption how it should look like how your encounter should look like. You have the natural tendency of taking your encounter for granted. I tell you the truth. You see, (laughs) I said you have the natural, it is easier for you to take your encounter for granted than not to do it. For example, did you know that if I told you that maybe a great preacher, a popular preacher, was going to come here every maybe two, maybe next three weeks, every Sunday. You know you come early, yeah. but do you know that three Sundays cannot change your life the way every if you have been coming early every Sunday will change your life. The real encounter was what you're experiencing every day. That one was is not the encounter; it's an interruption. Yeah, I'll tell you the truth. I know what I'm talking about. I know what I'm talking about. See, I've seen unstable people in this life. I've seen gifted people who are not stable. Gifted. Yeah. Gifted. Gifted. Instability can even cause you to lose your life. Physically. I mean, you die. Yeah. I've seen gifted people not stable. And one of the reasons is unable to label. Unable to label. Says this doesn't look like the king. It has to look like the king. It has to be popular. I went somewhere one time. As I entered the place, the popular place, as I entered the place, I didn't go back, I, I didn't go back again. It's a popular network. I didn't go back again. And I had the access of the, I had access to the top leader of that, of that network. Person liked me, popular person. But I didn't go back. There's nobody that I meet that, that would doubt that. You see, let's continue, Abby. Let's move. But what did you go to see? A prophet? Even if you saw him as a prophet, you are still missing the point. So we need to keep purifying our eyes to accurately label. Prophet, you still do not get it. Now, let me tell you the the beauty of this scripture. The beauty of this scripture is that the person that is now describing John Naturally speaking, should have been criticizing John. So in the midst of attack, he's still seen. His ministry was just attacked. But yes, his discerning of John was still intact. Wow. 
Now see his quality of eye. Are we together here? Because a lot of us are so flimsy. So flimsy. That anything that touches your emotion touches your lifestyle. If anything makes you saying, I don't like the way he spoke to me. I don't like, it's not my mind. I, I defy him. I deserve it. Just anything that touches your emotion breaks you down. You cannot keep decorum because you are not feeling good. Wow. I'm telling you the truth. There are people who are fighting their pastors. You know that a, a sheep is fighting shepherd. Fight shepherd and ask hope to be alive. Wow! What a wow! <laughs> I tell you the truth. Sheep, sheep. Say, I, I don't like what you are doing, shepherd. Sheep. The shepherd is meant to help you trim your hair, protect you from wolves, give you food, cover you. See all the things the shepherd is going to do for you because you are not happy. You are not have issues with shepherd. You do not seek ants to have issues with crocodile to have. You have you have issues with shepherd. Shepherd. <laughs> They're not going to see me again. They're not going to see me again. Okay. You are the one who is not being seen. You are, you, are, you are beginning to expire. Sometimes our emotions do not help us to what? To label and to see. Sometimes it can be your intelligence. Let me tell you something that will set you free. When an encounter, you understand what I mean by the phrase encounter now. When an encounter is talking to you, sometimes out of ten things an encounter will say to you, you already know nine. And your soul naturally wants to hurry up that conversation. Or you want to prove that you know it. And so I want you to be doing it. I want you to be doing it. Can you really what I was saying? And you think they are wasting your time. You see, the, the, the impartation is not only in the council. It is the post, is the, the conversation is an impartation. So you must be able to listen to what you already know. That you are in a space where you can be spoken to. You are being watched. So so, 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 someone is not an encounter because they tell you new things or powerful things. And that's why you're unstable. Because you are looking for the next person to tell you powerful things. And after a while, we all finish our curriculum. When you have finished the curriculum, <laughs> nobody has anything new to tell you. So sometimes your encounter will come and tell you that the Lord has given me a brand new revelation. And it can be a revelation that you have known six years ago. Don't know it again. No. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. 
when your encounter is telling you, don't know it again. Let it be new to you again. It says prophet. No, it's more. It is more than a prophet. The Lord needs to keep purifying your eyes. You see, there's no day I have been with PK, for example, that my life does not shift. It's not possible. Or prophet I. It's not possible. Because it's, it's not about them. It's about my labeling. See, can I talk to you? Yeah. Is this not, if you can label wood, and the wood will begin to speak to you. If you can put oil, oil, palm oil, and an egg on wood, and do it consistently, in the night, the wood will visit you. One day, the wood will move for you like this. I tell you the truth. Wood. If you can labor wood, and the wood will come alive, and order your life, What if you label what God has anointed already? Friends, if we label wood, I'm I'm not joking, there's nothing you go and put oil on that the demon will not be attached to. You see, because we are the one that named things. The Bible says, whatever he named it was what it is. That is the power of man. The ability to name. And what you name it will be what it is. He that receives a prophet in the name of the prophet receives a prophetly word not because he's a prophet but because he named him he named him you must know how to name things that god has brought your way you must name it and scrutinize the name until you get it Let's go back to our scripture. What did you go to see? A prophet? Yes, I say to you, more than a prophet. For this is he, praise God, of whom it is written. I don't know if you allow me to go a little bit. Let me just go a little bit deeper. Very little. Can I? Now, you see, when when we say, did you go see a prophet? What can be more than a prophet? Now, not only, not only um, John, it's not John alone that is more than a prophet. It's also somebody in scripture. There are other people in scripture who are more than prophets. David was more than a prophet. Are you with me? Balaam was not more than a prophet. How do I know? You see, because he had the prophetic gift, but he didn't have, he was not a person before God. He didn't have growth or maturity before God. He just had the gift. I'll be, I'll be doing more of these teachings later 
in the nearest future. In fact, December 22 to 26, we're having a conference in church. It's going to be bigger than SOD. It will be bigger than SOD. It's going to be bigger than SOD. It's just that, you know, it won't be like a camp meeting in camp. Yeah. The, the, the theme is the new apostolic wine scheme. There are some new conversations that I feel like God wants us to start having. And I think I'm, I've been, I have been released to start having them. So, so, for example, it was later we found out that Abraham was a prophet. And it was God that introduced Abraham as a prophet. And the reason is that Abraham is more than a prophet because Abraham is described as a friend of God. Praise God. Or described as a friend of God. Meaning that he had some levels of personal work with the Lord. Now, most of the times our engagement with people and with our encounters is at the level of their giftings. That is not enough. If you engage at the level of people's giftings, it is good, but it's not the best. Because at the level of the gifting, it's still at, it's still at a selfish level. Because it's about what the gift can do for you. Gifts do. You see, but nature replicates. Yeah. So you must engage your encounters beyond their gift level. You must engage their nature so that they can give birth to you. The gift can birth. It's the nature that births. And many times, the conversation around spiritual fatherhood is inaccurate because it's on the basis of giftings. And that's why people have the effrontery to change fathers. Because if, if someone is truly your father, how are you able to change? Father is father. It's nature-based. It's not gift-based. But you can change a sponsor. So most times what people call father is sponsor. So they look for a gift. It could be the teaching gift. They are, they are enamored. Is that the word? By the person's teaching capacity or prophetic capacity, they engage the person, get what they want to get, and crisis breaks out. Listen, you know it's my feed. I might not tell you some details, but I'm telling you some of the crises people have. So the father is deceived that this is a son, engaging him as a son, but the father doesn't know that this son is a criminal. He's coming from somewhere. He has taken gifts, and he's coming. The Bible said that the Abraham gave the gifts to all his, all his children, but it was Isaac he gave the inheritance. I hate to get up. I mean, that's why Isaac could continue yes, what Abraham started with God. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. So the giftings do not assure continuity. Why is there mass deception in the body of Christ? Because we are engaging giftings. That's why a prophet T.B. Joshua can deceive. An accurate prophet who are true prophets are deceived because they also are followers. You see, if, if we traced his lineage on, an, on a lineage of true fellowship, lineage of, 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 of inter, heart, heart interactions, you won't find the spiritual lineage. Mm-hmm. 
But if you flow only on the level of his gifts, then you think he is somebody. Do you understand? It's just a simple question. Who's your father? He won't, he won't be able to give an answer. You get the point now. So, so the, the giftings do not assure continuity. But the spirit, the nature, assures continuity. So he says, did you go see a prophet? He says, no. This one is more than a prophet. It's someone whose greatest asset is not his prophetic ability, but his person with God. And the beauty of that is this, that if I engage you beyond your giftings and I go into your nature and you bring an impartation to me, your impartation activates my own gift and I can operate with the same spirit but different manifestation. And so there will be no need to robot what you are doing. Am I preaching here? But if you check the DNA of what I'm doing, it is accurate with yours. You understand? But, But the manifestations are different. I have a message I'm working on. I'm talking about this, the, the locality of the anointing, the specific, specificity of the, of the anointing and the peculiarity of the wineskin. Yeah. So you check, you check the manifestations might be different, but the spirit is consistent. This is how we can retain the lineage of Christ. If we go on the gift level, we allow useless interruptions and corruption. Can you see the mass fake prophets we now have? Too much. And right now they are not even, they are not even away from the body. People, people, all our musicians sing, sing for the Migila, sing for, you know, Chris Okafo, people who are not believers. Everybody has mixed I'm telling you the truth. One, um, one, one musician told me he went to a prof- he was invited by a, by a fake prophet. Now, when I, what do I mean by a fake prophet? By a fake prophet, I'm not talking about I'm not talking about an inaccurate prophet. Fake prophet. I don't mean inaccurate prophet. I don't mean someone whose prophecy did not come to pass. I don't mean someone whose doctrine is not right. Are you together with me? I'm not even talking about somebody who has sin issues in his life. That's not a fake prophet. A fake prophet is somebody who is not sent by God, who does not know God. God does not know him. Who gets charm? Or fake miracles, you understand? Like Chris. Yeah. You get the point now? No, no, of course, it's not true. Are we together here? So, so I'm, I'm, not, I'm not talking about that. I'm not talking about, you see, if a, if a man of God has a crisis, maybe, maybe a moral failure, you will never hear that from my mouth on the altar. My response is always going to be prayers. Prayers and support and all of that. And prayers and trusting God to help him. Because that's not a fake. David is not a fake prophet. But David had issues in his life. Are you together with me? Am I making sense here now? Now the reason why we have that thing mixed is that we changed our focus from the nature to the giftings. What can he do? So our relationships became transactionary. Yeah, our relationship became transactional. So we, 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 we transact and do merchandise of our gifts. 
And then because of the hype of that, people now are looking for where to get gifts everywhere. Crazy, man. You get my point? You see, well, he says that more than a prophet, more than a prophet. So, you must engage your encounter beyond his gift. Yes, I say to you more than a prophet. Let's rush. Let's be fast now. I need to tie. Oh, I have just five minutes. For this is of him whom it is written. Behold, I send my messenger. You get the point now. My messenger. Before your face, who will prepare your, who will prepare your way before you? Actually, I say to you, among those born of women, there has not risen one greater than John the Baptist, but he who is least in the kingdom of heaven is greater than he. And from the days of John the Baptist until now, the kingdom of heaven suffers violence and the violent take it by force. So, so the point here is that, don't, don't forget what I'm teaching. I'm talking about naming your encounters. So when you name your encounters, you can know what they represent in your life. So with John the Baptist, you know it is violence. Am I preaching here? Don't worry, you understand. Very easy what I'm talking about. So, so, so John the Baptist brought an atmosphere where from that point, the, 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 the energy to press into the kingdom is possible. So if you engage John, you should not be far from the kingdom. Are you with me? If you engage John, you will not what? You will not be far from the kingdom. Because he's come to prepare the way. So if you listen to John, you won't miss Jesus. And check all those who were close to John. All of them became disciples of Jesus. Are you together with me? Now, if they were not close to John, they can never be disciples of Jesus. To be a follower of Jesus, you need grace. Now, it was John that represented that grace. Are you together with me? That just connecting to John, your confusion about who the Messiah is goes. So, John is an encounter that God released for taking away the confusion of not knowing the Messiah. So, if you know John, your confusion goes. But if you don't name John his real name, your confusion remains. Are you with me? And John kept on explaining himself for people to know who he was. Because the Pharisees visited him at one point and were asking, are you Elijah? Are you this? Are you that? Are you that? And he says, I am the voice crying in the wilderness. Prepare the way. If you truly hear John, you will miss Jesus. Can I preach here? So your encounters supply grace. So there are some things you should not struggle if you're accurately connected, what they represent must manifest in your life. I'm just careful. I don't, I don't know what to say and what not to say. I'm being, I'm being careful. See, I'm, I'm, I'm being careful. There are things you can, you should collect. There are things that should enter your spirit because you have named an encounter rightly. It should flow. There is a blessing in your lineage. The one God brings to you, there's a blessing in it. 
There's a blessing in it. And when you can identify it and align to it, it manifests in your life. Because, you see, anything that is not of grace is not the kingdom. Grace is the fruit of the kingdom. Grace is the sign that it is kingdom. There has to be grace for it to be the kingdom of God. There is nothing that is not gracious that God wants to replicate upon the face of the earth. It has to be gracious. Let's read quickly. For all the prophets and the Lord prophesied unto John. You got the point now. All the what? Prophets. What? Prophesied. Unto what? John. You know what that statement means? Prophesying has ended. Entering has started. It says all the prophets prophesied unto John. So John did not come to prophesy. John came to make it happen. All the prophets prophesied the Lord everything until John. And if you are willing to receive it, you see the naming? The naming again. If you are willing, so it's not about John. It's about you. Are you willing to name it? And there will be many reasons why you are not willing to name it. Sometimes it can be age. I say, how old is he? See the man, see the church is is, is pastoring in Shubumacho. I know the beautiful thing about encounters. You can't choose your encounters. If you don't receive the one God gave you, you'll be confused. There is no alternative. Yeah. It's follow come. Just the way you didn't choose your daddy. A lot of you now have chosen the person that calls himself daddy. Yeah. Are we together here? He says, if you are willing, if you are willing, if, if you are willing to receive it, it is Elijah who is to come. So it means that he didn't want to stretch them. Are you willing? <laughs> Can we read? He who has ears to hear, let him hear. Let him hear. The spirit will begin to inspire you and reveal things to you, show you things. I said, but let him hear. He who has things to hear. He said, but to watch a light and this one, but to watch that like in this generation, it is like children sitting in marketplaces calling to their companions. You get the point now. You deconstruct that that parable. Two things: children, right? You you are not mature. You are not mature. If you can't name, you are not mature. Like children, marketplace. You like activity. You jump here, you jump there, you know, you are just everywhere. According to their companions, you can't relate with anything higher than you. There are people like that who can engage. They are not comfortable when to place somebody higher than them. They can only engage with what? With companions. Oh, that's inaccurate. That's a spiritual disease. Are you with me? That's a what? It's spiritually. Listen, don't struggle to make people your mates. Be wise enough to create the separation. Don't call, don't call your father a friend, even though he calls you a friend. He has the right to call you a friend. You maintain what it is. Yeah. I tell you the truth, I lie not. Don't. Don't call someone who is not your guy, your guy. Because if, if, you, if, you, if you receive an encounter in the name of a guy. <laughs> I'm t- friends, I'm telling you the truth. Listen, 
this type of teachings, you won't hear from me too much because if you receive a guy, if you receive an encounter in the name of a guy, you receive a guy's word. You must name. Sometimes say, Jesus, my sweetheart. You know, you know, it's not your sweetheart. <laughs> There's nothing spiritual about that. Yes, I can call him sweetheart. Yes, it's my sweetheart. It's my sweetheart. Every morning I'm just romancing the Lord. It's, it's not true. You are just being. You are. You are just lying. It's not true. He's Lord. Yes. Lord. He's your friend, but he's Lord. Yes, you have to be careful of making everybody your companion. You have to be careful. Did you see how I, how I introduced Apostle Gideon Doma? I said, my senior, my senior and elder brother, I said, emphasis on the senior. An elder. Yeah, that's who he is. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's who he is. Sometimes when people call you Aburo, you're angry. Are you Aburo? You know, just, that's who he is. Yeah. We might not be buddies. We might not be. We might. Yeah. We're, we're different people from different places. But that's who he is. The man is way older than me. Been in the ministry longer than me. He might relate to, he might relate with me, you know, as if we're both ministry people. But I know, I know there is gap. I can, it's possible I do bigger things, greater things, but I would always respect. And that's even a far relationship. I'm even talking today about the close ones. Just leave an encounter as an encounter. Don't be a child. Get the point? Don't be a child. I tell you about Jesus' brothers. If they still want to maintain to be Jesus' blood brothers, if that's what they want, that's what they'll get. And that way they end in hell. Yeah. If you're going to step into what Jesus has brought, it, his grace is salvation. Yeah. And he didn't save his brothers. He saved sinners. Yeah. Wow. So until you change from seeing him as brother and see him as the Lord and Savior, yeah, then, you, then James will now say, I, James, the servant of our Lord. I don't have any advantage. It's all of us, Lord. Lord, me not. He said, Yeah. That's what it is. You label it rightly. If you, label, if you don't label it rightly, you won't flow into it. You won't flow into it. I had a conversation with, with one of my leaders yesterday. I told him, sir, I'm not, I've never done you a favor in my life. Yesterday night. I said, I've never done you a favor. I said, I've never supported you before. Those were my exact words. I tell you the truth. Those were my exact I said, I said, I've never supported you in my life and I will never support you. I'm serving you. And that's the privilege that I have. I want to thank you for granting me the privilege to serve you. And there's nothing you need to do to, I don't, I, I don't, I'm not deserving of a reward from you. You don't have to thank me. I should thank you. That's the relationship. No matter how low he brings himself, I see him go, that, that thing, I turn it, is as, is my goal low, but I see it high. Yeah. When you, when you name and label it, then it works. It's activated. Because it is what it is. But what makes it work for you is if you named it what it is. 
But even if you don't name it what it is, it is what it is. It just won't be that for you. Yeah. Yeah, it won't be that for you. Let's read. He said, we have, we have played the flute for you. You did not dance. You did not dance. You always don't respond. We played flute. You didn't dance. You said, this music is too much. That is life about music. Then we now decided to mourn. You did not lament. That is to say, you don't give the accurate response to encounters. And if you think, if you think I'm joking, check the next thing. He said, for John came. So that morning and flute he was talking about were men. John came neither eating nor drinking. They said, he has a demon. The son of man came eating and drinking. They said, look, a gluten. So when he was talking about, about eating and about mourning, he was talking about encounters. So he said, we play flute. So it means that you have to respond to the tune that your encounter brings. And, and don't change it. You don't change it. You don't change it to what, to what suits you. Because actually, it's a demon operating in you. Because even if it is changed, you still want to change it. So the, the challenge is not the frame of the encounter. It is the dishonor in your heart. Because it was a flute. You didn't dance. You said, why should we just be dancing? Every day, dance. They now changed it for you and gave you someone that will never die. You say, ah, 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 are we going to cry every time? So the issue is not the frame of the encounter, it's the dishonor in your heart. So sometimes you wish you had a pastor who was maybe more gentle, who was, who was, who was maybe, you keep saying what you, what you wish you had. The truth is, if they changed it, you are like, this is who you are. You are the one who needs to change. And, and, and stop, the, stop wanting your oversight to change. You are the one to receive. Are we together here? The son of man came eating and drinking. They said, look, a gluten, a wine biber, a friend of tax collector and sinners. So look at this, a wine biber. So look at this guy. The other guy, they said, always, always sad. They now brought one that will be drinking wine. They say, wine, star. <laughs> you would always have justifiable excuses to discredit your encounter. I tell you the truth. You would always have, if you are looking for, you have. But guess what? Those encounters, those who receive them, had a lot of results. Wisdom is justified by children. The guy who was very, you know, who didn't used to dance has a lot of fruits. And the one who dances has a lot of fruits. So the problem is not the frame of your encounter. The challenge is you. Because you just don't want to relate with something higher than you. You have to, touch, you have to ask God to heal your heart and touch it. You can pray that prayer if you don't mind.